You're listening to Enterprise Asset Intelligence, powered by ThinkTech, your industry leaders on how to command and control your entire asset ecosystem. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Enterprise Asset Intelligence, your ThinkTech podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Welcome to another episode. It's great to have everyone listening along and looking forward to today's conversation. So commercial connectivity has become a necessity for commercial business operations in basically every industry. It has moved on from being a differentiator to really becoming a staple and a standard for efficiency in the workplace. And that level of connectivity isn't just beneficial at the enterprise level for more efficient collaboration, for industrial work, or for data acquisition. That IoT technology has also shown itself to be useful for security. And that's what we're going to be chatting on today on this episode of Enterprise Asset Intelligence. So here to break down how IoT technology is empowering security in facility management is Scott Hightower, president of Verified Security. Scott, great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Looking forward to picking your brain on this a bit. So before we get into the security technologies and the growth we see uh, in that industry, I want to quickly highlight your background. So you were in communications before um, heading to verified security. You were working on high-speed internet services. So what drew you away from that industry, and how did your knowledge in comms tech start to influence your perspective on IoT and eventually IoT-enabled security? Yeah, great question. So, yeah, I spent the first part of my career working in a large uh, cable telecommunications company, as you mentioned, and working with broadband services. And And part of that experience was really recognizing all of the wonderful things that would be enabled by these new broadband networks. And you could start to see, you know, as broadband services became more ubiquitous and and always available, um, that just all of the different things you could do with those broadband services in terms of always on, always connected, always available services um, really got me thinking about the future. And so uh, while I had a great career working in the on the telecom side and the broadband side, I started thinking about all the other, you know, sort of use cases and things you could do with the technology. So that's what drew me into a, a little bit different industry and how I got into uh, security, which is, you know, we work with electronic security systems, is that that industry was changing really dramatically. It went from, you know, what I would call sort of an old solid state analog world to much more of, again, a sort of always connected, always on situational awareness world. And um, and that was exciting to me because anytime I see an industry where there's change happening to me, that that signals opportunity. And so as I had the broadband, the networking, that expertise, and I certainly could learn and hire, you know, the security expertise. And so um, migrated over to this industry and have been changing and growing with it. And so it's it's a lot of what um, you might expect from from IoT Internet of Things, where you know you start looking at sensors that are always connected and always aware. And so you start to really see how that can evolve and uh, help grow the security industry. Yeah, and I'm sure that background has given you a unique perspective moving into this industry. Uh, do you find that? It has changed uh, either how you view what technologies are useful or maybe some of the workflows uh, or technology rollouts uh, or strategies that worked in your previous industry that, you know, now you try to bring to uh, IoT-enabled security. Yeah, I really think so. Um, I think so because this industry that I'm in now, the security industry, traditionally 
was kind of an old school, you know, I call it like an old school electronics industry, you know, people who came out of, you know, working with different solid state electronics components. And so when you look at a world where, you know, you've got new broadband enabled devices and always on sensors and, you know, interconnected networks, um, a lot of people in the industry haven't easily made a transition, you know, to the new world. Whereas I think it was easier for me just having that broadband and network background. Um, I think that I could sort of see the future. So when I look at security now and where it used to be, say, you know, a burglar alarm system in a, in a commercial business, you know, where you had a couple of motion detectors and a keypad, you know, now I've got systems where I've got a card reader at the front door. I've got a mobile app where I can lock and unlock that door. I can arm and disarm the security system. I can pull up video from my cameras. I mean, we have one of our customers, um, who has a electrical contracting business and he's got his office with a, a gated parking lot. And one morning early, one of his electricians needed to get in, but no one was at the office yet. So he was able to um, talk to the person. He was able to pull up the camera on his phone. He was able to see, yep, that's the person I'm expecting. He was able to disarm the security system at his office with his mobile app. And he was also able to uh, unlock the gate and unlock the door to the office all you know, while sitting at his breakfast table at home. And so that's that's what I'm talking about when I talk about sort of this always on interconnected sort of uh, universe. And it's a very different world than it used to be. All right. Let's dig into some of those technologies then, because I think that's a that example you just gave is a perfect example for how facility management continues to change and the, the dynamics within the industry and for day to day operations have become easier in some ways, but also presented new challenges in others. So want to pick your brain on that a little bit. Let's uh, let's dig in. So. When you're working with facility managers, how often are they thinking of IoT as a solution for facility security? And, you know, whether it's they are thinking of it or they're not thinking of it, why do you think that's the case? Yeah, so it's interesting because um, you won't typically hear facilities managers say, say IoT. It's more about listening for the cues, you know, about what their pain points are and what they're trying to do. Um, so you think about, you know, I'll give you an example. We work with um, some schools and, and churches uh, in the areas that are customers of ours. And you talk to the facilities manager, say, at a church or a school, and one of their pain points would be, you know, I just got home. I just sat down in my chair in front of my TV, you know, turn on the TV and I get a phone call that so-and-so is locked out of the choir room or so-and-so is locked out of the locker room. You know, it needs to get his or her backpack, that sort of thing. And in the past, that meant, okay, turn off the TV, get out of the chair, get back in the car, drive back to the school or to the church or to the facility. And in today's world, it's, all right, well, hold on a second. Let me unlock that door for, for you, you know, and pausing the television and opening the mobile app. And so that's the sort of uh, use case you listen for. And so IoT is, to me, it's about having those sensors, having those um, uh, points in place that are interconnected so you can say, all right. I know what's going on. I have situational awareness, even though I'm not on site. I mean, that's really the difference, right? It's being able to see what's happening from afar or tracking, you know, what's happening from afar. And so that's what we listen for. Hey, we've got a solution for you. We can make the, your life easier. Because at the end of the day, you have to be careful with some of this technology because you can make it really complicated. But the whole idea is that we're looking to solve problems and make lives easier. So whatever we do has to be easy uh, for the end user and to you know make their lives better. And that's what we listen for, those opportunities. And I think that's 
really important because facility managers aren't going to be the tech experts that are going to come to you saying, all right, I need integrated sensors on XYZ floor to make sure to monitor this and I need to acquire the data here. I mean, if you encounter clients that do have that kind of grasp on the technology specifics, fantastic. That's huge. Um, but I, I think many of them you know, are more concerned with the pain points, like you said, and not necessarily uh, totally grasp the potential technology solutions that are out there. So being a guide for them uh, is is critical and something that, you know, I, I just think speaks to some positive customer service, right? Right. Yeah. No, that's that's really true. It's handholding because you can't make the technology too complicated. People will just be overwhelmed and then and then they're not going to use it. Right. So then now you've lost the the opportunity. Totally. So how have you seen IoT technology itself just improve in the last several years? We'll start there and then we'll get more specific. Yeah, I think it's um, gotten better in a number of ways. I mean, I think that um, sort of the broadband networks continue to evolve. So, you know, it used to be that um, you sort of had on-premise high-speed internet and you had, you know, you had DSL, which was okay. You had cable broadband, which has always been pretty good. Um, and then you had originally like on your mobile devices, you had you know, 2G. And um, I can remember 2G thinking, boy, this, you know, we actually have data. We can, you know, pull up stuff on the phone. And then we went to 3G and we thought, man, 3G is really good, right? And then once I got 4G, I was like, boy, I didn't realize how bad 3G was. <laughs> and so, um, so one, as you get those networks that have continued to evolve and faster and lower latency and those sorts of things, well, now the IoT sensors become that much more valuable because I can get data faster. I can get it more in a sort of real-time environment. I can see um, how things are changing more quickly. You know, I'll give you an example sort of related. You know, we're on the ThingTech blog, um, podcast rather, sorry. And when I think about what ThingTech does in terms of asset tracking or GPS vehicle management, you know, it used to be, because we do uh, GPS tracking of our vehicles, our um, technician fleet. And so it used to be, okay, I, I'll get an update every, you know, 30 minutes, I'll get an update on where the vehicle is. And now like, oh, I get an update every two minutes, or I can click a button on a map and get a real-time update. And so that's when I see the networks getting faster, lower latency, the sensors are more responsive, they're smaller, you know, and so, you know, you look at asset tracking, um, you know, something that ThinkTech does. And now I look at, okay, I have a much more real-time view of what's happening, which means I can take action faster. So if I see something that doesn't look good or something I need to change, I have the ability to make that change more quickly to react faster. And at the end of the day, that quick reaction time is the underbelly of, of positive facility management, uh, whether it is responding to a security threat, whether it's responding to uh, you know, uh, roof leakage, whether it's responding to potentially uh, tainted water in your uh, water mains in your building. I mean, whether it's even just something that, okay, the temperature feels a little off and we want to catch this before people start complaining. All that kind of quick, proactive uh, responsiveness comes from IoT technology. And so I, I feel like it's pretty easy to convince people that IoT is the solution once you speak to them on that proactive level. It's like, this is going to save you money because you are going to find the issues faster. 
And, uh, you know, that at the end of the day is, is what causes most of the costs in facility management is waiting too long to catch said issue that then racks up thousands, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in repairs or in, uh, you know, management. Well, I think that's exactly right. I mean, if, if you look at the core of what we do as a company, you know, originally started out just in security. So we're talking about, you know, burglar alarm systems, fire alarm systems, you know. So the one thing that doesn't change as the technology evolves is time is still money, right? And so if I look at what we do from a life safety perspective, fire alarm, yeah, I hope those sensors react very fast because if there's smoke in a building, you know, I want the fire department to get there before, you know, it's too late. And, uh, and so I look at the same thing with some of the other things that we do to your point, exactly the point you're making, which is, hey, let's say I'm monitoring temperature in a server room, which is something that we do. Well, if there's all of a sudden a spike, you know, that tells me the air conditioning stopped working. Well, now I've got tens of thousands of dollars of servers that, you know, could fry if we don't get that temperature under control quickly. Or, you know, I can monitor for water, right? And so water is a hugely damaging force in facilities. And so, if I have a little bit of water, it's one thing. If I have four inches on the floor, it's a whole different thing. And so exactly your point, the faster I can respond to that, you know, it's going to it's going to save me time. and It's going to save me money for sure. So then how have you seen these improvements in technology in, uh, you know, creating that quick proactive response time uh, set up the security side of this industry? I guess, how have those innovations created new capabilities, new applications that have now evolved to create an underbelly of tech that can support a growing uh, proactive security industry? Yeah, well, I think it's um, I think it was kind of real time awareness. You know, I sort of talk about it in terms of being able to um, monitor and manage the security of your facilities from anywhere at any time. Um, you know, I've got uh, I'll give you an example. We've got some. Um, owners, restaurant owners that um, have like multiple locations, franchise restaurants, and they'll get deliveries sometimes early morning hours before the restaurants open. And so the delivery drivers have the ability to get into uh, the facility. And, you know, sometimes they'll create false alarms. And so before, you know, in the old world, it's like, oh, we've got an alarm. We don't know what's causing the alarm. Let's send the police. And the time's wasted with the police going there. And maybe they're getting a fine for the false alarm and that sort of thing. And um, and so the uh, new world is that now we can call someone right away when the alarm goes off. The owner can pull up a smart a tablet or a smartphone and be able to look right away and uh, see what's happening. Right. Look at the cameras and see what's going on. And go, Oh, you know what? It's a delivery driver. Don't send the police. And so that, there's a there's a time savings. There's a money savings. There's a um, unhappy police officer savings. You know, it's all of those things. So just being able to kind of keep tabs on what's happening real time from anywhere. Um, I think has been a, a huge benefit, and that's where it continues to evolve. And then the expectations come along with it. So now facilities managers are like, oh, I've, you know, I've, I've got these systems. I can turn my air conditioning up and down. I can adjust my thermostats. I can look at my cameras. I can do all of these things. And so the expectations increase along with the technological capabilities. I know you briefly have touched on this already, but what do you see as the limitations of security systems that don't have this kind of fully integrated holistic IoT technology as their, you know, their skeleton. And how do you see IoT addressing those needs specifically? Well, I think that, um, I think, you know, as the bar gets raised, I think that uh, everyone has to go there, right? So it's sort of like the people who can innovate and grow will innovate and grow. And the people who can't will kind of fall by the wayside or the companies or the technologies. So I think it, it raises the bar for everyone. And uh, we have to be looking at 
you know, how do we use technology appropriately? And again, I'll go back to the filters have to be, you know, make it easy and make life better for the user. So technology for technology's sake doesn't really do anything, but making uh, it easier and making this person's life better um, is important. And so, you know, I like go back to sort of, you know, we're on the, uh, the ThingTech podcast and I look at what ThingTech does and it's sort of like, all right, if I can manage my assets, I mean, these things are expensive. They can track vehicles and equipment and stuff that has a, a real you know, price tag associated with it. And in the past, it's like, well, this thing disappeared and now I don't know where it is. And I have, and now my boss is asking me, where's this trailer? Where's this vehicle? Where's this piece of equipment? I don't know. Um, it's not a good feeling. And so today you go, oh, I know where it is and it's right over here or, you know, it's, it's going down the wrong road. Let's make a phone call and turn them around. And so it's, it's just having that awareness and being able to see, you know, real time what's happening um, with your assets, with your facilities, with your people, and, uh, and trying to solve problems like, before they happen. What would you say are some of the most common security issues that uh, facility managers are dealing with today? Maybe not, you know, the ones that are the most frightening, but the ones that are just most common and the ones that need the technology the most? And how are you seeing IoT solve those specific issues? I think of it as like intelligent security is really where the world's going. So, you know, going back to an example I talked about a few minutes ago with the restaurant in, in the past, and this applied to any facility, is that, you know, in the past it was like, okay, I've got I've got some motion detectors and some door sensors on my security system. And so I get a call on a Saturday and motion's been detected or, you know, a door sensor or something's happened. Well, I, I think of that sort of as dumb security, right? I mean, I get a phone call from our monitoring center and I've got motion. Okay, well, I, what created the motion? Is it real? You know, is it not? Is it, you know, the fan kicked on and there's a piece of paper fluttering and that caused the motion? Is there a bad guy coming to steal my computers? You know, I don't know. And so now what do I do? Well, I could say send the police over there um, or I can go over there. You know, so that that's, you know, that's security 1.0. And then when I look at the you know, where we are today, it's like, well, hold on a second. While I've got you on the phone, they called, I've got motion. Now I can pull up and look at the camera. Um, I can get an idea of what's happening. Um, or I can, and we now have systems where when motion is detected, it actually pushes a video clip to me. So I can get a notification on my phone real time. And now I can go, oh, look, it's an outdoor camera in the parking lot. It was a bird flying through the scene. You know, I don't need to worry about that. And so we've had um, customers that have had, you know, real sort of theft problems from say gated parking lots where tools might be stolen off of trucks or worse trucks might be stolen. And so in the past it was like, oh, I showed up on a Monday morning and two of my trucks are gone or, or the catalytic converters have been cut off a couple of my trucks or tools are missing. And that's you know the old school and now the new world is, well, motion was detected on a Saturday afternoon. It pushed a video clip to my smartphone and I see some guys walking around the parking lot and I can call the police and say, hey, there are guys in my parking lot and they aren't supposed to be there. And from the police department perspective, um, law enforcement, with, if we call in, hey, there's motion detected inside the building and that's all we know, versus there are two guys in a fenced in parking lot when they're not supposed to be there and the owner says they're not authorized to be there. Well, that's a whole different response. That, that's a burglary in progress. And a burglary in progress is a whole different um, kind of response than just you know motion detected. So I think by having... And you think about the IoT and the sensors, having the, the sensors available, 
um, but intelligence sensors. And that's really, I think, the difference in where we're headed is before we had some sensors, but we didn't have the intelligence sensors or we didn't have the video enabled sensors or the temperature enabled or, you know, the, the more sophisticated sensors. It gives you a different picture of what's happening. It's more of an intelligent response. And I think that speaks to the relationship between this technology and the human element that still exists in uh, facility management, especially security uh, for facility management. How are you seeing integrated IoT change that human element on a day-to-day level, that dynamic for facility managers? And, you know, what, what, what would you define as the human element that is still needed with all this kind of integrated, sometimes, uh, you know, smart IoT technology? And how does the tech support the human element? You know, wh- where do they uh, create that symbiotic relationship? Sure. Well, you know, it's interesting because in some cases, um, the technology becomes a human replacement. Uh or maybe a, a human repurposing, you know, sort of it, it changes the job. Um, and the, one of the examples I'll give you is that uh, prior to having intelligent sensors or having networked security uh, for facilities, you, you might deploy a human guard or multiple human guards. So if I've got a large manufacturing facility, you know, with a, a large gated complex, uh, I might have three, four, five guards overnight, you know, patrolling in cars or walking around the perimeter, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, guards can be expensive. Guards uh, need to take breaks. Um, You know, there's a whole host of things that when you're dealing with a a human factor that come into play. Now, if I can put intelligent sensors around the perimeter, if I can, if I can protect my fence line with an electronic, you know, sort of sentry solution, if I can use cameras. Now, maybe I, it's unlikely I'm going to completely do away with guards, but can I have one or two instead of five or six, right? So it changes it, but at the same time, it changes it in that now those guards maybe need to become people who can remotely look at cameras, right? So, okay, I get a notification from this part of the facility that maybe motion's detected on the fence line. I need to take control of a camera and aim it over there to see what's going on. Now, I don't have to be at the facility to do that, and that's, that's where this intelligence and these interconnected networks come into play. Everything's remotely accessible. So I can be down the street. I can be in another country. I mean, I can be pretty much anywhere where I've got broadband services and I can, you know, sort of look and see and, and manipulate cameras and, and look at sensors and get feedback. So that's where the IoT, the broadband networks, all those pieces come together. And it does change, I think, the factor of how, you know, human capital or, or labor is used in securing facilities. Do facility managers or security guards or, you know, the, the folks that actually put in the, the manpower um, or the woman power, right? right. Um, the, how do they feel about this technology? Is it an affront on their, uh, their industry? Is it a useful tool? Is it somewhere in the middle? What are you seeing? Yeah, I, I think somewhere in the middle. It depends. I mean, I think for those people who might be displaced for their, you know, sort of hourly guard positions, maybe they go, you know what, these guys replace us with a bunch of cameras, right? That might be one way to look at it. Then there are some who clearly see uh, the benefit of it and using it. And I'll give you an example. There is, um, you know, a very large security guard provider um, in the U.S. And what they've started doing is building out electronic security capabilities. And um, it appears what their strategy is, is they're going to use you know, IoT and sensors and networks to augment their guards. So 
it's like, okay, I've detected something over here. Now I can have a human guard go over and take a look at it. So instead of the guards constantly walking around and hopefully, you know, having an awareness of what's happening um, and hopefully not missing something that happened that, that just started happening, you know, a hundred yards behind me at a point that I've already passed and I won't be back to for an hour. Instead, they can use um, these technologies and these sensors to say, hey, let's pinpoint where the issue is. Um, and then let's send a guard over there to check it out, you know, or have a guard pull a camera up on a smartphone and determine, do I need to go respond over to that part of the facility? Right. And, uh, and we're seeing it in all kinds of different areas. Like, you know, as, as much as I hate that we have to use this, you're seeing a lot of gunshot detection technologies being deployed. And, um, these technologies, which I've seen are, you know, basically have acoustical sensors all over the building. And then if there's, uh, you know, gunshot detection, uh, on a map, it can say, this is where it's happening. And there've been three shots and here are the three sensors. And so you can essentially get a map of somebody walking through a building shooting. Now it's a, it's hard, it's a horrible scenario that nobody ever wants to deal with, but unfortunately, you know, it, it does happen. And so that's where you can use technology to augment the human force and, and make them more intelligent, arm them with better information to resolve issues more quickly. You mentioned some potential, you know, maybe hourly security guard, roles being displaced um do you see the facility management industry focusing any of their effort on skills training on re-education on you know maintaining the workforce that might be uh you know pivoted because of technology that comes into support or is the industry kind of ready to just basically say we don't need these roles anymore and move on yeah, I mean, I think it is um, probably more of the former. I think companies are recognizing that the workforce has to be trained a little differently. Um, you know, it's one thing if you have an environment where you have a guard who's like, oh, your job is to walk around this perimeter fence and make a loop every hour. You know, that's that's one kind of training. Um, there's another kind of training to say your job is to carry a tablet. And if you're notified of a, you know, sensor detection over in, in you know, quadrant four to pull up the camera on that tablet and have it zoom in and see what's happening. You know, it's a different kind of skill set. I, I look at it even in our industry with our technicians, our field technicians who install and service these systems. You know, when I got into this industry, it's about 13 years ago, uh, it, there was one set of tools and it, it did not include say a laptop computer. Um, and now every one of our technicians carries a laptop computer or a tablet, or in some cases both, because you know, everything's networked. It's all software driven. So even just for us in installing and servicing it, it's a whole different set of skills that have to be taught. You need people who are, you know, computer savvy uh, or can become computer savvy and willing to make that transition. So, yeah, I definitely think there's a change, but it's certainly possible to make that transition. It just requires, you know, tr training and development. All right. Last question for you. Uh, moving forward, where do you see IoT technology still not completely developed for the security industry and you know what lanes might that open up for industry innovation for technology that either better serves the security industry or that adapts uh, you know it's something that already exists but just adapts to better serve security facility management it's the whole thing around product development faster better cheaper and yeah sure that's i see that happening you know i see um more and more sensors that before maybe they had to be hardwired, they could be wireless, they, the power consumption goes down, they get smaller, they're easier to install, the batteries last longer, 
um, all of those things that can make you um, able to or allow you to deploy sensors more cost effectively um, and also on a broader range. So if I previously had this thing that a sensor somewhere that had to be hardwired and it was big and clunky and expensive and I can only afford a couple of them, I would only deploy a couple of them. Um, as things become faster, better, cheaper, I can deploy more of them. I can put them in more places. They're easier to install. Um, you know, and same thing with wireless networks. I look at the quality of, uh, of wireless networks continues to get better. We have mesh networks, self-healing mesh networks, you know, where devices can communicate to multiple other devices. And I, I think I'm always kind of amazed. Every time I think that we've sort of reached a limit in terms of the ability to develop these sensors and networks, then someone else comes along with a, a new technology that's been invented that makes it even that much better. And so I think it's it's a little bit of the Moore's Law thing, but it's just it continues to improve and evolve. And um, I think it will make uh, it will make the IoT industry become even broader because I think it's soon you, I mean, you're already seeing it. You'll have sensors embedded in many more things. I might have a, an electrical outlet that can sense temperature or a light switch that can sense temperature. Instead of having a temperature sensor and having a light switch, I have one device, right? I've seen um, uh, I've seen light fixtures, commercial light fixtures that have uh, Wi-Fi built into them. And so one, it, it becomes, instead of having a separate hotspot, the light fixture is the hotspot, but now also the light fixture can sense when people are in the room because it's picking up you know, a disturbance in say the, the Wi-Fi signal. And it's, okay, there's somebody in this room because I can look at the pattern of Wi-Fi and it's been disturbed. So if somebody's in the room, I'll leave the lights on. Hey, if somebody's not in the room, I'll turn the lights off. And so that's that's what I see is it just continues to evolve and um, generates more and more use cases to make you know make lives better and make lives easier. Yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting to see how the technology evolves to suit uh, security facility management specifically. Um, you know, I, I think there are opportunities to take successful technology that we've seen uh, really develop in, I don't know, let's say the UAV industry even, uh, and how they're utilizing sensors in, in um, autonomous vehicle innovation as well, and seeing how they perfect some of their heat sensing, um, some of the uh, interconnected aspects of their devices, and bring that to facility management at scale. Uh, so I'm excited to see how technologies... Uh, coming from ThinkTech might be able to do that, how services like Verified Security uh, could, uh, you know, be catalysts for bringing that to the industry. So, Scott, I appreciate your insights on the podcast and uh, breaking down this perspective on the future of IoT and security. It's always a pleasure. Great. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it, and I, I appreciate the time. And if people want to find out a little bit more about Verified Security, some of the work that you do, uh, or potentially want to reach out for some consultative services of their own, where should they go? Yeah, well, certainly anyone can go to our website anytime, which is you know www.verifiedsecurity.com, or they're also welcome to email me. My email address is scotth, S-C-O-T-T-H, at verifiedsecurity.com. Fantastic. Again, folks, we've been chatting with Scott Hightower, president of Verified Security. Scott, have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Great. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Enterprise Asset Intelligence, a Thing Tech podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, you can go to thingtech.com slash podcasts. That's podcasts, plural. Again, thingtech.com slash podcasts. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
and make sure you're leaving a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.